The psychiatrist Bessel van der Kolk is an innovator in treating the effects of overwhelming experiences on people and society. We call this trauma when we encounter it in life and news, and we tend to leap to address it by talking. But he knows how some experiences imprint themselves in the body beyond where language can reach, and how our brains take care of our bodies. This is Becoming Wise, an inquiry into the mystery and art of living. I'm Krista Tippett. Way back already in 1872, Charles Darwin wrote a book about emotions, in which he talks about how emotions are expressed in things like heartbreak and gut-wrenching experience. So you feel things in your body. And then it became obvious that if people are in a constant state of heartbreak and gut-wrench, they do everything to shut down those feelings in their body. Mm. One way of doing it is taking drugs and alcohol. And the other thing is that you can just shut down your emotional awareness of your body. And so uh, a very large number of traumatized people who we see, I'd say the majority of the people we treat at the trauma center and in my practice, uh, have very cut-off relationship to their bodies. They may not feel what's happening in their bodies. They may not register what goes on with them. And so what became very clear is that we needed to help people for them to be feel safe feeling the sensations in their bodies to start having a relationship with the life of their organism, as I mm. like to call it. I wonder if you have ever heard of somebody named Matthew Sanford, who I've had on my program. He's actually no. He's a yoga. He's a very renowned uh, yoga teacher. Uh. He's been paraplegic since he was thirteen. Oh. He had no memory of the accident in which he was um, disabled, and his his body remembered it. I mean, he talks about body memory. It's the same thing you say, this imprint that trauma has, not just on Mm. your mind. And uh, the the other thing that he's doing recently is actually working with veterans and also working with um, young women suffering from anorexia. Mm. And and understanding also that although that seems to be so much an obsession with the body, they are really in a traumatic relationship with their own bodies. Absolutely. You know, really feeling, feeling your body move and, and the life inside of yourself mm-hmm. is, is critical. And Western culture is astoundingly disembodied. Yeah. And the way I like to say it is that we basically come from a post-alcoholic culture. People whose origins are in Northern Europe had only one way of treating distress, mm. as namely mm. with a bottle of alcohol. Mm. And North American culture continues to to continue that that notion. If you feel bad, just take a swig or take a pill. Mm-hmm. And the notion that you can do things to change the harmony inside of yourself is just not something that we teach in schools and mm-hmm. in our culture and our churches and our religious practices. Um, and of course, if you look at religions around the world, they always start with dancing, moving, yes, singing, yeah. crying, laughing, physical yeah. Yeah. experiences. Mm-hmm. And then the more respectable people become, the more stiff they become somehow. I think you, you said somewhere that PTSD has opened the door to scientific investigation of the nature of human suffering. It's really, that, that's a profound step, right? I mean, that's, that's, I, to me, that's a spiritual way to talk about this field, with a profound understanding of what the word spiritual means. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I think this field has opened up two areas. One is the area of trauma and survival and suffering, but the other one is also um, people are studying the nature of human connections and the connection between us, mm-hmm. also from a scientific point of view. As much as trauma has opened up things, I think the other very important arm of scientific discovery is how the human connection is being looked at um, scientifically now and what really happens when two people see each other, when two people respond to each other, when people um, mirror each other, when two bodies move together in dancing and smiling and talking. Um, There's a whole new field of interpersonal neurobiology Mm -hmm. that is studying how we are connected with each other and how a lack of connection, particularly early in life, has devastating consequences on the development of mind and brain. And it's true, isn't it, from your study that that if we, if people learn to inhabit their bodies, um, it, to be more self-aware, that that these qualities and habits can serve, can create resilience, can serve when trauma hits. Is that right? Absolutely. That's a, so. If you, yeah, particularly if you're. Uh, there's two factors here. One is the, uh, your reptilian brain. If you breathe quietly in your body and you feel, the, feel your bodily experience and stuff happens to you, you notice that something is happening out there. And you say, oh, this really sucks. This is really unpleasant. But it's something that is not you. Uh, so you don't necessarily get hijacked by unpleasant experiences. Uh, the, the big issue for traumatized people is that they don't own themselves anymore. Any loud sound, anybody insulting them, hurting them, saying bad things, uh, can hijack them away from themselves. And so what we have learned is that what makes your resilience to trauma is to own yourself fully. And if somebody says hurtful or insulting things, you can say, hmm, interesting that person is saying hurtful and insulting things. Um, but you can separate I, your sense of yourself. Yeah, but from you can them. Se- separate yourself from. Yeah. And and we, I think, are really beginning to seriously understand how human beings can learn how to do that, to observe and not react. Mm-hmm. I think I just want to come back as we as we close to this idea um, that that somehow. The, the point of all of this, the take home for you, and I'm, I'm not finding the quote, is that we have to feel safe. That we have to feel safe, and that we have to feel safe in our. That has to be a bodily right. perception, not just a cognitive perception. Yeah. And that somehow yeah. everything comes back to that. <laughs> it, it is the foundation, huh? and um, but you need you need to actually feel that feeling and you need to know what is happening in your body you need to know where your right toe is and where you where your pinky is and where your bite body you need to sort of be aware it's very nitty gritty it's saying? very very yeah. basic yeah now, um you know but what's sorely lacking in our diagnostic system is simple things like eating and peeing and pooping because that is they're the foundation of everything, and, and, and breathing. Like, you know, these are foundational things, all of which go wrong, but you get traumatized. The most elementary body functions go awry when you are terrified. Yeah. And so, trauma treatment starts at the foundation of a body that can sleep, a body that can rest, a body that feels safe, a body that can move. 
And I love the example of your guy who's paraplegic and who does yoga because even when your body is impaired, you can still learn to own it and to have it. Bessel van der Kolk's transformative book on the effects and healing of traumatic stress is called The Body Keeps Score. For the next few weeks, Becoming Wise will take a brief break. But join us when we return in the fall. So you don't miss any episodes. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And thanks for listening to this podcast from On Being Studios, supported in part by Penguin Press, the publishers of Krista Tippett's New York Times bestselling book, Becoming Wise.